0: growingandgrace.org. It's the Growing in Grace podcast. I'm Joel Brzezinski, along with Mike Kapler, the Breeze Man and the Cap. Uh, we've been having I what I think is a really interesting and fun conversation about the law. And You know, Cap, a lot of times when we talk about the law, we're talking about how uh, we're not under the law. The law has no place in the life of the believer, Uh, But this series, this little series that we've done, I think this is the fifth one in the series, we'll probably wrap it up here. Um, We've been coming from a different point of view, a point of view that we don't talk about a lot that has to do with whether the law itself stands for any reason, for any purpose at all. Has it been abolished? Has it not been abolished? Does it still stand? And we've basically, uh, what we have shared here is that we believe through various uh, different passages from from Paul and even in uh, the words of Jesus and different places that the law itself has been abolished it's been nailed to the cross it was abolished in Jesus flesh it was nailed to the cross it was done away with it was taken out of the way and it's no longer in operation that's the conclusion we've come to we've opened it up of course for our friends within the grace community to disagree with us to you know you don't have to agree with everything we say We can still be friends. We can still, you know, have great fellowship together because our fellowship in in Christ isn't about agreeing upon everything. Our fellowship is Christ himself. You know, Christ himself is the bond. With that said, we have felt the freedom to share what we think about this. And uh, again, we'll we'll wrap up the discussion uh, this week on the podcast and leave it as food for thought for anybody who is out there listening. Really,
1: this is no different than everything else we've talked about over the years. Mm -hmm. I mean, we share some things from our heart and leave it to you to uh, figure out what you want to do with it or what God will have you do with it within your heart. And this is really no different than that. Um, Maybe it's a little bit different in that uh, we, we may have gone against what even some grace people think. But even that's not entirely different over the years, Joel. I, I can mm-hmm. remember years ago talking about some things we were hesitant to talk about because we just didn't know how well it would be received. And, you know, we're kind of past all that right now. But, yes, it doesn't mean you have to agree on everything uh, in order to have fellowship uh, with one another. Um, you know, Paul had disagreements with even some of the people who were closest to him. And sometimes they went their separate ways when it came to ministering the gospel, because back then, literally, um, you separated because, you know, we, they didn't have the travel and communication that we do now. But what what we're trying to point out here What I would encourage you as a believer in Christ, uh, as as we talk some of these things out and give a perspective that that may be right, it may be wrong, um, to uh, be graceful. In, in understanding that we, we don't know everything as, as Bible believers. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not really how we should be identified anyway. We're right. believers in Christ. We're not exactly. Bible believers. But my encouragement, Joel, would be for, for those out there um, who are growing in, in in the knowledge of the truth and, and want to share this with other people and see other people set free, uh, free from the religious bondage that uh, is so dominant out there. Uh, in the church world and the world in general, I, I just I think we're having these conversations because we want you, as we do, to be as consistent and possible with this message of the gospel. And sometimes we just throw out some inconsistencies there by telling people, well, you, so if you want to minister the law, for example, to people, how much of it are you going to minister? You know, Joel, you mentioned I don't know if it was last week, but you mentioned um, how Bibles are on top of tabletops, coffee tables, bookshelves, and everywhere uh, after several hundred years of, of a printing press becoming a big thing. It wasn't always that way. Yet, yet, how many? So, so you could go look up in the Old Testament all, all the different laws, rules, commandments, and statutes from that first covenant under the law meant for Israel. You could go look that up. I wonder how many people out of the 613 commandments, rules, and statutes from the law within that first covenant, how many people have 613 of those memorized? Um, probably not too many. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, think that's a, I think that's a safe assumption, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and, and so if you think the law is not abolished, that means none of it's abolished. None of it has been set aside. And, and if so if you want to think that, what part of the law are you going to minister? You should minister all of it, not just stone tablet commandments that were in the top 10, um, but dietary laws, sacrificial laws, you know, what clothing to wear, what to eat, all, all, of, all of that should be included. Moral laws, I mean, you, you should include all of it. You, if you're going to minister the law to try to bring somebody to Christ, you should be telling them all this stuff. So the, the, the right way to do it is how the writer of Hebrews approached it. And that essentially involved explaining that the law came to an end and that it was considered obsolete. As Paul said, uh, once faith came, the law was put aside. We're no longer under it. Speaking to the people of his day, we've never been under it. We've never been under the law. I mean, there's just no place for for ministering the law to people. There's no reason to go backwards and, and do that no need for it. And so I just want to encourage people out there to, and I, and I understand that you can start dicing up all kinds of different Bible verses and try to um, share your theology on it. We're just trying to help people see a, a bigger picture here, because I'm, I'm really not a theologian. Um, and and I, I sometimes I just roll my eyes and start spacing off when I hear theologians start talking. It just becomes so dull and boring. I'm not saying there isn't a place for it. That's just me. But I I don't think we have to sit here and argue theology and split hairs and and all of this. We're just here to try to encourage you in the grace of the gospel. That's our purpose. And so we hope that we can help you formulate your message and and make it as consistent as possible as as you try to bring people into the knowledge of the truth.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's really good. I mean, everything you said there, just... Just really stands out, and again, I don't care if if people ag- agree with me or not on this. Um, this actually isn't a, a huge thing in my life, but I th- but I think it's an important thing. Everything that we've been talking about the last four, now now five weeks, I think it's important. But it's not something that is going to cause me to break fellowship with anybody if we if we don't see eye to eye on this, uh, because again our fellowship is indeed in Christ. Uh, but some some of the things that you know I've been thinking about as we wrap the series up is that if you look around across Paul's epistles, you don't see an example of him using the law to lead people to Jesus. You see him talking about the law a lot, but it's to show that people could not keep the law. It was to show that faith is the way, that Jesus Christ is the way, not the law. And it was to show that there was a faith that was coming, and the law was there to confine people, to hold people, to imprison people under sin, until that time that Christ came. And the faith then would be revealed. That meant that people could be justified by faith. But he wasn't going around telling people, Well, you you shall not murder. And so see, that shows that you're a sinner, so now you need Christ. But, but just Paul didn't do that. I think the closest he might have come to something like that, which he he really didn't, was in Galatians, where see, I, I think what happened with the Galatians, they were a Gentile church, they didn't have the law, but Judaizers had come in teaching that they had to not only believe in Jesus, but they also had to keep the law. And Paul wrote to the Galatians to tell them that's just false information. That's fake news. You don't need to keep the law. He was responding to a false doctrine, but he wasn't teaching them the law to try to lead them to faith, but he was trying to show them that you came to faith, you came to Christ by faith alone, without the law. It had nothing to do with the law. And so, and I think along with your point too, that about, um, you know, if you're going to teach the law, if you're going to use the law, then you need to use the whole law. I think that's a really good point uh, because, all right, let's just say a non-believer, let's just say there's a non-believer in a restaurant and, and for some reason you know that they're a non-believer or you talk to them and you understand, and you get the understanding that they don't believe in Christ and they're just ha- sitting there having a, a, a roast pork sandwich or or bacon. So are you going to say to that person, see, you're breaking the law right there. That shows that you need Jesus. I mean, because again, the law was not just the 10 commandments. The law was 613 commandments. And if you're going to use the law, you have to use the whole thing. But I think that was not the proper way to use the law. The law was meant indeed as a tutor, as a schoolmaster, to lead the way to faith, it was it was the schoolmaster that held everybody under sin, and if uh, we said that a few weeks ago, that um, if it wasn't for that, then then there would be no need for Christ. I mean, if the if the if all were not held under sin, then Christ wouldn't have needed to come. So that's why the that's one reason why the law came was to hold the world accountable under sin. And then what happened through the cross, of course, was that sin was then taken away. But it wasn't like, well, you need to use this thing so that people will see their, see that they uh, need Christ. So anyway, th- some more thoughts as we wrap things up here, Cap. Well, yeah. So look, I mean,
1: the problem with trying to tell people they fall short of a law that's no longer in place— <laughs> Now, you've got, you got an inconsistent message right there, number one. Um, and then number two, you're, you're mixing grace and works. I mean, the, the ministry here is supposed to be grace. It, it's supposed to be Jesus. It's supposed to be by the blood of Jesus. It's supposed to point out—now, you can point out something about, like, we probably have over the years here on the podcast, because uh, the writer of Hebrews, as we've given the example of, he, he lays out a, a great picture of how— the Jewish people were stuck under a law of commandments that couldn't bring them the righteousness that was needed, no matter how hard they tried. And so they fell short. Obviously, everybody has. I mean, like we've mentioned before in recent programs, uh, the entire human race was confined under sin, whether you were under the law or not. Right. Um, and so mm-hmm. you, you've got a, a scenario where you're going to try and mix law and, and grace in, in, in a well meaning way, No no question about it but you just don't have to do that. You can lay out the case that, look, uh, there's a covenant that, that God has established here, and and it's by faith. The proclamation of forgiveness was taking place, something that didn't happen before the cross, the proclamation of forgiveness after the cross by the apostles going out to both Jew and Gentile. I mean, remember, Joel, when James and Paul and Peter and the gang the, and the Pharisees, they all had this big clash at the church in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Should the Gentile they had this controversial situation. Should the Gentiles be required to follow the law? like what we think we're supposed to be doing they most of those people still didn't understand that they were freed from it well the short story is they came to the conclusion okay gentiles were never really under it we're not going to make them follow all these rules well they go and deliver this news to the gentiles and what little they knew about it for, probably since they got saved <laughs> right since they became believers what little they knew, uh they were like woo wee you know, Judd Clampett style. We're, we're, we, we don't have to be under this thing. Oh, what a relief! You could just almost see them sighing as they, as they were being told the news. We don't have to be under that thing. We can just live freely in Christ, and and that's what we can communicate to people.
0: Right. That's it. That's you know. That's really the bottom line. Is that you know? Life in Christ ha- has nothing to do with the law. The it, law, it, you
1: know, Joel. It's it's. I'm sorry. It, it's mostly. It's really more about trying to tell them about their righteousness, um, right? And and, and uh, receiving that by faith, calling upon the name of Christ. It, it's it's not about the law and the guilt and the works.
0: Yeah, yeah. Ro- Romans ten. You know, Paul, in all of his epistles, he never said anything about a person needing to realize their sin in order to come to Christ. He never said anything about that. He he talked about how the law confined the world under sin, how people were judged to, to be sinners because of the law, but he never said that, that's, that people needed to know that in order to come to Jesus. You know how it says in, in Romans 10, this is the word. The word is near you in your mouth and your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach, that if you confess with your mouth that you're a sinner? No, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So, okay, it's okay if you if you understand that you're a sinner, but the whole point here is that coming to Christ was never a matter of knowing that you're a sinner. I mean, even in, even in First John one nine, the the point, and, and I'm going farther with this than what I had planned on, but it was a thought that I had. So in First John, you know, we've we've talked about how in, in, our listeners probably understand that it's a salvation passage. It's not telling Christians to confess their sins over and over again, but there were a group of people called Gnostics who denied that Jesus had come in the flesh, and what they believed was that all matter was evil. So Jesus could not have come in the flesh, because flesh is matter and matter is evil. Uh, Jesus came as a spirit, and they believed that um, sin, they could do whatever they wanted with their bodies because all flesh, all matter was evil anyway. So they were sin deniers, really. And so what John was trying to do in 1 John was show them that, oh yeah, there really is such a thing as, as sin, but that's not the overall message. Paul never talked about confessing your sins in order to be forgiven and receive Christ. John brought that up to show those people the, why they really needed Jesus Christ, because there was such a thing as sin. It wasn't all unbelievers everywhere needed to make this confession of sin so that they would come to Jesus. Paul never mentioned that. Um Palmer. Ever, in, in, in no. any of his epistles.
1: so. Well, and what, what about the Philippian jailer, Joel? I mean, the, yeah. the prisoners escape, he's thinking of killing himself, and, and he asks the question. Uh, you know, a Gentile guy. Never cracked open a Bible, probably never heard the law. What must I do to be saved? Just believe on the Lord Jesus. Let's not overcomplicate this. Right.
0: <laughs> That's it. I mean, it. you don't have to do the sinner's prayer. Right. And we, we have. I like what you said. Let's not overcomplicate this. We've really made it complicated, you know, the church in general. And I think that there are a lot of law passages. Again, just about all of Hebrews and a lot of things that Paul said. But the purpose, again, was just to show why there was a need for Christ. Uh, but it wasn't to get everybody to confess this whole thing and uh, the, but the, the main confession is that they need Jesus. Con- Jesus is the confession to make. Jesus is Lord. We've done a podcast on that long a long time ago, yeah. and we've talked about it too, that the one confession is Jesus. Jesus is Lord. That's the one confession, and you're saved. It's really that simple. But for the people who knew the law, like in Romans 7, Paul said, I speak to those who know the law. He needed to explain to them what the law's purpose was. But he never he never said, you know, "Okay, now here's what the law says." Now, do you see you're a sinner? Now you can come to faith. Uh, it wasn't it about that. I think we've made that point. Cap, you think we're ready to wrap this one up? I think it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Oh, I'm hungry. It's lunchtime. <laughs> I think I'll go have a wrap.
1: You're, you're going to have a bacon wrap. If, I know you are.
0: If I came to your house, I could have a wrap with the cap. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, we used to have a radio show called that
0: Wrap with the cap Yeah, That was before my time at the radio station I think it was I've even before my time no.
1: <laughs> I, I would not want to listen to those over again
0: <laughs> Had a different view <laughs> Different different way of, of uh, communicating back then different I had a whole different say. perspective on the Bible, buddy <laughs> Alright, well, thank you all for bearing with us uh, we appreciate you taking the time and listening. And uh, again, whether you agree with us or not, I think, hope this is food for thought. We sure appreciate uh, uh, all of our listeners for sticking with us all this time. The Growing in Grace podcast at org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingandgrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.